Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, June 6th, and today we'll be looking at the latest from the NBA Finals. We'll also be continuing our season in review series with a look at the intriguing names who posted eighth round value this year. And yes, there are some intriguing names from that eighth round. That and more is coming up as I'm joined by Dr. A, who I'm realizing I haven't seen in approximately two weeks. Steve, this is strange. We're used to seeing each other every Monday, possibly other days during the week. Uh, it's been a minute. What's going on? What's new? It's been with you? weird. It's been weird, Matt. Yeah. I'm hesitant to tell you the story because I think it's gonna it's gonna make you a little nervous about me showing up for podcasts in the future. Uh-oh. But had a big golf tournament this weekend, Matt. Okay. And, uh, it, it was basically Friday and Saturday. A little member guest, okay. and everybody thinks I'm a member at this place anyway because I'm there, right? You know, twice a week. But we played the member guest as the guest as I did last year. Had a great day on Friday. We played three nine-hole matches. We won all three of them. I was on fire for the, for nice. the middle one. Just abs- best I've played since 97. Vintage Dr. A. Wow. We've got a tee time at 9 a.m. on Saturday, and we have two more matches to try to get into the finals. So it's kind of a big deal because we were in first place in our flight. And my alarm went off at 7. It went off at 7.05. And then the next okay. thing I knew, I woke up, and it was 8.51. Oh, no. And I was supposed to be on the tee box at 9 o'clock. So, you know, a lot of guys might have just cashed it in at that point and been like, well, mm-hmm. I missed it. No, I ran to the bathroom, brushed my teeth, threw on pants and a shirt, ran to my car barefoot, <laughs> drove to the course, which is only, thankfully, like five or six minutes away, ran from my car to the clubhouse, holding my shoes and my socks and a dozen golf balls and a and a golf glove. And I'm, our clubs are already loaded on the card. My my partner was already out at number 13. He had called ahead. You know, I said, dude, I'm on my way. I'm late. I'm sorry. They they had a, a cart boy out there waiting for me, and he drove me out to number 13. So I had to drive by all these teams I'm trying to beat that day. And they're all like, oh, here, here he comes. And I, I'm kind of famous because I, I play in the men's club out there, and I was in the the final 16 last year. And that, that's, that's a big deal. Like everybody wants to be in the sweet 16. So you get to play for the title. And I literally slept all the way through that tea time and missed. Oh, no. I was the only one of the 16 finalists not to show up last year. So, wow. But you made it. Got the and shoes we on our flight. We won our flight. I got a trophy, won wow. some money. Congratulations. Feeling confident about the game. Uh, You're not going to believe this, Matt, but the only match we lost was the one where I walked up to the tee box in bare feet two minutes after we were supposed to hit. (laughs) Amazing. I thought you were going to say when you woke up at 8.51, you immediately ran to go plug in your microphone because you thought you were late for a podcast. That's what I just assumed you were going to (laughs) say. I knew I didn't have a podcast that day. I also knew that I was about to let my best friend down and he was he would have been oh it would have been would have been wow. friendship ending move on my part not to not to be there. 
That's scary. Is that just a snooze button situation there where you just hit the snooze without realizing it? I had it I had it set twice. I had it for 705 and okay. 710. And I think I thought I may have had a 715 in there too when I when I turned the 710 off. I was like, "Oh, it'll go off again. I'm good." And then I just there, there's there's a feature that they've come up with just recently, I think in the last couple of months. It's called a snooze button where you hit the alarm without turning it off. It actually just pushes the alarm a little further down the line without entirely turning it off. And I think that actually could be a great solution for you in situations like this. Yeah, I really just need to go buy an old school alarm clock, set it up in Uh the other room. And anytime I have something important to do, I should just use that. So Matt also played golf this weekend. He, uh, I'm not going to say what he shot. It sounds like he had a good time. Didn't play that great. I watched an NBA finals game last night, or I tried to. I kind of hung out with my fam for the first half. I'm like, I only need to be there for the second half of this thing. By the time I turn it on and sit down and settle in, uh, the Warriors are up by 100 points. I think it was 68-62 when I sat down. and Celtics had just made a nice little comeback, and it looked like it was going to be a game. Then the Warriors went on an 11-0 run. Steph was doing his thing, and uh, there was a pool party going on, Matt, and it was a blowout. Great, great, great. Okay, we're back. We're back on track. I heard you as I was leaving. I heard you say Matt also played golf this weekend. I'm curious what followed that that statement. You're going to have to listen back to find out. I, I actually did not tell them what you shot. I said it's it fine. sounded like you had a good time and maybe didn't play all that great. I mean, I'd say it's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. I, I've never claimed to be an incredible golfer. I think I shot a 104. Oh, you're going to tell. You're going to tell people. That's fine. That's I like fine. I, I'm not. I like I mean, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say that, Steve. I think there's probably a lot of golfers out there who will go go out there and roll out a 104 and have a good time. Dude, I roll out. I roll out 104s occasionally. (laughs) The putting putting was a big, big, big issue, massive issue. Not to take us back to golf. I got. I got to get out there and work on my putting. The rest. The rest of the game is okay. All right, but but game one of the NBA Finals. You were saying it was 68-62. A pool party broke out. That game just got completely out of hand Steve 35 to 14 third quarter for the Warriors and I mean Jordan Poole hit that absurd almost half court triple it's just it's two games in these finals where we looked like we were set up for a close game and then just a crushing run from one team just puts it totally out of reach and that happened in the third quarter last night and I mean I don't know. I'm glad the series is tied 1-1. I'm a little frustrated that we can't get like a, a true nail-biter of a game down to the wire, down to the finish. Yeah, it it really has. I, I, these playoffs have been fun. I've enjoyed them, but there's been a ton of blowouts, man. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on. I think my favorite stat from looking at the box scores for both teams last night is usually if a guy has got like a minus 40 plus minus mm-hmm. – the rest mm-hmm. of his teammate is kind of their teammates are there with him. Like everybody kind of stinks, but Jason Tatum last time was a minus 36. And wow. The next highest was Derek White at minus 17. So, I mean, Derek White or uh, Jason Tatum just got run over when he was out there. He, he must've been taking the brunt of the pool party and the Steph party. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty bad number. I mean, it, 
88 points for the Celtics, you don't expect a pretty box score. But I mean, it was 28 for Tatum, 17 for Jalen Brown, and I think five for 17 shooting. And Tatum and Brown shot a combined, I believe, 13 for 36. No one else other than those two had more than Derek White's 12 points. I mean, Al Horford was virtually invisible, two points. Marcus Smart only had two points. So, I mean, I don't know, Steve. I, I, I do want to get your prediction, but first I want to tell you that last night's game actually decided the draft order for my hometown fantasy football league. We we drew names out of a hat and assigned them to the managers in the league. So it's a 10-team hometown league. So the starting fives were assigned randomly to all the managers. And the order in which they scored determined our league's draft order for this upcoming season. Oh, that is. That's awesome. That's a good way it to was, do it. It was wild. I had, I actually had Al Horford, who <laughs> did not score for a very long time. He was the 10th person to score in this game. I had I, I ended up with the 10th, 10th pick. I think after a certain point, I was... Once I was past like six, I started to think, okay, just let's just hold off, Al. No need to score now. Let's just let's just hold off for ten. I'd rather be at the turn there than just like give me seven, ten and eleven. Ten and eleven. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins scored first. Then Marcus Smart's only two points of the game was the second bucket of the game for the Celtics. Oh, it was whoever Cheering. scored first. Whoever it scored wasn't first. How many, yeah. It wasn't how many points they scored. No, no, no. Whoever scored first. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Uh, I recommend it. It was it was exciting, stressful, totally random. So I did Otto Porter and Kevon Looney and Steph Curry were all plus twenty fours for the Warriors. Big blowout there. I, I I'm I've got the Warriors winning this series. Still winning at least one game in Boston. I think I feel like they're the better team when they get hot. More coaching experience championship pedigree so yeah matt i've got the golden state warriors taking this thing steve let's just quickly go through the eighth round of fantasy leagues this past season we're gonna do that right after we take a very quick break the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs on the PGA Tour and NASCAR circuit. We also have a special contest on Tuesday and Thursday called Battle of the Bets, where you can agree or disagree with our experts for a shot to collect some cash. Just a reminder, if you have been following along every Monday, most of the last Mondays, except last Monday we skipped, We've been reviewing the round-by-round uh, round through Fantasy Leagues, nine-category rankings, average numbers, regular season numbers only, because one of these ranking services, Basketball Monster, actually compiles basketball uh, playoff stats, too, but we're not doing that. So anyhow, Steve, are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The first three guys in this, this is easily, I would say, the least exciting round that we've evaluated, but there are some exciting names, so I don't want to spend too much time on the first three names, Derek White, Matisse Thibel, and Jay Crowder, because Derek White was actually a really solid fantasy player this year, but then he got traded, right? So in Boston, it's a different role, different story. We move him a little further down. Matisse Thibel, you know the story. He can't score. He can get defensive stats. You have to figure out whether your league is deep enough for that to matter for you. And then Jay Crowder is also kind of a deep league guy. Do you have any anything to add on those three players, 80, 85, 86, 87? Nah, I think I'm good, man. I think you covered it all. Mitchell Robinson is a guy who used to have a lot of intrigue. We used to th- we used to think of him as a high upside guy, Steve. He's 88th overall, by the way. Now he's kind of settled in. He's like an eight and a half point, eight and a half rebound, one point eight block guy this year. I mean, serviceable, not really intriguing anymore. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. He is he is serviceable. The upside, the, the thought of taking him in round two or three, like we were thinking of a couple of years ago, no longer there. You kind of have to wonder if he's ever going to to do it. He's ever going to really have that breakout season that we're waiting for. I don't know if he is or not, but I'm not super excited about trying to draft trying to draft Mitchell Robinson next year. Yeah. I'm in this I'm in the same place Steve uh when it comes to Robinson. 89 was Seth Curry and he had a pretty solid year Steve overall obviously playing for two different teams around 15 points, 3 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 2.5 threes. I mean, nothing that really jumps off the page at you, but I like that he is a points and threes guy who can get you some assists. I mean, 3.6 is a is a nice little sneaky assist number there from Seth Curry who is going into a contract year i noticed and depending on what happens with this nets offseason which is headed apparently towards quite a bit of turmoil i mean if if the nets i, I don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie, obviously and kd but if somehow this whole nets experiment falls apart and seth curry is still hanging out looking around like what happened he could have a pretty nice year and if, if brooklyn ends up vacated now that's a step from happening now but Either way, you know, he's an interesting guy and, and a guy to keep in mind in the later rounds. Yeah, he always is. And, you know, 0.8 steals, nothing wrong with that. I mean, he could easily bump that up a little bit. The Nets are such a weird team. And they, they had a bunch of injuries last year. They had the whole Kyrie situation. They had Joe Harris not really not really play hardly at all. So it it's really all depends, like you said, on what version of the Nets – they return with going into next season. But I think Seth Curry, regardless, is going to be a guy that goes between the seventh and ninth round in most leagues. 
seems like a safe seems like a safe fantasy pick. Like I have no issues with drafting Seth. Number 90, I think, is where we really get into a little bit of intrigue here, or maybe a lot of intrigue, arguably. That's Cade Cunningham was the 90th player on a per-game basis last year. And if you take turnovers out of the equation, because he had 3.7 of them, he's going to go way higher than this. And we know he's going to go way higher than this in drafts. And I just want to take a look at a different snapshot of his season, Steve, because as is, he averaged 17.4 points, 5.5 boards, 5.5 assists, got you some steals, blocks, threes. But... If you take out his first three games, first three games in the league, Steve, he shot seven for 39 combined, seven for 39. Just, it was just awful. I think it was, it was just first two games. I think he was four for 22, right? Three for 22 combined his first two games and then shot four for 17. Just a brutal start. But if you take those out of the equation, the rest of the way, he averaged around 18 points, five and a half boards, 5.7 assists, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.9 threes. I mean, this is a 20-year-old who did that as he arrives in the league. Steve, how high are we taking this guy? And, I mean, really, how high is too high? That's a good question. Like, I I was going to ask you the same question. Like, where are you going to draft Cade Cunningham? I feel like, for me, the third round sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Like, round three. I don't want to take him earlier than that. And I don't want to, I don't think I want to take him like real early in the third, but anytime in the third, second half of the third, or anytime in the fourth, I'm I'm all about it. I think so. The third is what I was thinking about. And we were talking about Scotty Barnes when when we had Josh Lewenberg on the show the other day and how excited we were about him and how he could have this huge second year leap. And maybe he shouldn't fall past the third round, potentially. Uh that'll be an interesting to watch. I mean, I think I might. I think I talked myself into putting Kate even higher than Scotty Barnes on my draft board, probably. Because higher assist ceiling. Mm. I, I don't know. I got to think about that one. That's going to be an interesting draft season debate. But I'm already starting to let that one percolate in my mind. Okay. Yeah, I I, I think I like Scotty a little better. Okay. But okay. I mean, I see what you're saying. You 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 a couple of the the edge Roto World guys are all about assists. Assists are so hard to come by. You've got to value assists over everything else. Where I'm like, eh, I kind of like Scotty better than Kate. I don't care about the assists. So you guys, uh, you guys in your assists. You guys are all into guys assists. in your assist obsession. <laughs> Says the guy who dropped Kyle Lowry uh, late in the season. Although that one, oh. in fairness, Steve, it worked out okay. Worked Solid, out move. Solid move. Solid move. Solid move. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Tyler Hero, recently discussed on the show, reportedly wants a starting job. Um, in that six-man role that earned him six-man of the year, he averaged around 20.7 points, five rebounds, four assists. Steve, if you're into that kind of thing, which I know you aren't now, <laughs> just 0. .7 steals, 0. .1 blocks, 2.73s. A pretty good year for Hero if you can live without the defensive stats. And I don't know, though. I mean... You know, with with some questions about his role, I don't know that I'm really willing to take him, you know, above the middle rounds. I think if someone else wants to take him, you know, in the top five or six rounds, betting on the a spike in production or something, I'm just going to let them do that. I well, think. even if he does have a big spike in production, which I don't think he's he will, I think we're already there. I mean, I, I he's an eighth round guy. He's a he's a threes points. How hard would Assists. it? <laughs> How hard would it be for him to get from the 0. .7 steals up to, to one? 
I think yeah. that's that's a big leap for him. I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Tyler Hero a lot. I remember yeah. how excited I was to see that Tyler Hero jersey when I was down in Florida a couple of years ago, right, right as he was blowing up in the playoffs. Yeah. But yeah, I just I give him to me in the eighth round, ninth round. I'm good. I think you have an interesting question of the guy right after him. And the number 92 player in nine category leagues was Devin Vassell, Steve, who is kind of, if you look at Hero and Vassell's stat lines, they're pretty different. You know, Vassell averaged 12.3 points to Hero's 20.7, 1.93s to 2.73s. The rebounds are similar, uh, more assists for Hero, but more steals and blocks for Vassell. 1.1 steals, 0.6 blocks, along with those 1.93s. So for me... I think I'm inclined to sacrifice the points on Vassell, take Tyler Hero, I mean, take him over Hero, for example, and also realize that Vassell has a chance to improve that scoring average with what's likely an increased role in San Antonio. Well, and I kind of thought Devin Vassell was going to break out this past year, and it didn't really happen, but his role keeps growing. He's getting more experience. Like, what, what year is he entering, Matt? Is, uh, is he entering? I think third, this is three. I, I think this is three. I need to double check. If he, yeah, it feels like things are lined up for him to possibly fully break out this year. If Pop will let him. So let me just double pop. check. Let me just double check that for Vassell. I believe it's, yeah, he's coming to his third year. He is 21 years old. So not, was not an, a, extra old guy coming out of college finished the season well so i just think there's a lot to like and i think based on his track record the 1.1 steals probably represents the lower point of his range i mean i think this is a guy who has that 1.5 1.6 steals per game potential 0.6 blocks is pretty nice for a guard some sneaky value there so so i'm all in on vassell myself i was just going to say that i think the 1.1 steals is his floor like that yeah that's as low as you're gonna see from him because he didn't steal the ball as much this year as we thought he would so yeah i like vassal i i might i i could see me i mean eighth round sounds like a great place to take vassal yeah if you can get him there i mean you might have to you might have to reach into like the seventh i could see that happening too i could see him being a popular pick among fantasy uh avid fantasy players yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what the hype train looks like on him when we start doing our mocks. Kyle Kuzma was a really good counting stats guy for Washington this year. Around 17 points, 8.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.9 blocks, 1.93s. My cousin Eli, who had him in my hometown league, was texting me every 30 minutes. Remember how you used to get the old Capella text from Jared? That was my cousin Eli, every time Kuzma did anything, I would just get Kyle Kuzma text nonstop. I don't know why I thought of that, but Eli, if you're listening, hello. Um, <laughs> Kuzma, the downside was 71% from the line, but he didn't take a lot of free throws. I think really where I land here, Steve, as I was thinking about this, is what do we what do we feel about the Wizards with Bradley Beal back? You know, what's Kuzma's usage going to look like? I, I was just looking at this depth chart. I, I think there's still room for Kuzma to kind of potentially do his thing, especially just given some question marks on that roster in the front court with injury situations. So he's basically coming into a contract year, a player option for $13 million next year, the year after this one. So 
Seems like a guy who's going to be playing for a new contract. Seems like the setup in Washington is actually pretty good, assuming he's there. So overall, I think I like him, Steve. And probably you're going to have to move up a couple rounds to get him. I was pretty surprised at how well he played the first half of this season and how well he would uh, played just for Washington in general this year. Based on the Eli's text messages and, and just my vision of Kyle Kuzma last year, I would have guessed he was rated higher than an eighth rounder. Yeah. He, it felt like he was one of the steals of fantasy drafts there for, for a mm-hmm. few months. I think the the poor free throw shooting, like you said, is kind of kind of bogging him down. I that may have been the best season we ever see out of Kyle Kuzma right there. I think I'm probably inclined to let somebody else mess with him. Because I mean if if my memory of him is is balling out and that's this is the best he can do, especially he, he didn't miss a ton of games, like sixteen, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably gonna let well, you draft right. him. Probably gonna let right. you have well, him. Well, and also, Steve, I mean, he had those three and a half assists, which we now know are totally useless to you. So that was a part of his value that you're just not interested in. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah. Overall, I understand. Okay, well, that was honestly, it was a, it was a quick spike of intrigue in this round because you had Cunningham, Hero, Vassell, and Kuzma. Those are really the four clear-cut, most exciting guys in this eighth round. Next up is we have... Just a classic OKC situation here where a guy named Xavier Simpson, a gentleman named Xavier Simpson, as you like to say, Steve, in four games put up eighth round value. So we don't need to spend time there. My favorite favorite thing about Xavier, though, is his his name is actually spelled like it's pronounced. Yeah, that's true. It might be the first ever Xavier I've seen that didn't start with an X. It actually starts with a Z. So props to his, his mama for that one. I like that. I agree. I agree. Number 95, Cam Johnson. You can push back if you want, but Cam Johnson and the next guy to me, Dorian Finney-Smith at 96. I mean, these are just solid, unspectacular, deep league guys. There's In a league of a certain size, I mean, we played in that 14-team company league. Dorian Finney-Smith was on my roster most of the year, and he was worth rostering. But, I mean, we're talking about around 11 points, five rebounds, a couple assists, a steal, 2.23s. It's the epitome of serviceable and it is the furthest thing from intriguing. Well, and these guys seem to me like they're they are going to be on your waiver wire at some point during the season, whether that mm-hmm. is the day after your draft or whether right. that is two weeks after your after your draft. But they're right. going to be on the waiver wire. They're going to bounce around. People are going to pick them up for four game weeks, drop them for two and three game weeks, and you're going to be able to go out and get them um, pretty pretty cheaply. We'll say. Matt, looking ahead to round nine, and if we are going to go there, there's some there's some fun oh, names oh, there. We are. Oh, we are. We do this every week where we say, "Are we going to do the next one?" Yes, we are. Because I did, I did take a sneak peek ahead, and there is, I would say, you know, a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Yeah, lots to unpack. A lot, a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. All right. Well, Steve, that has nearly brought us to the end of the end of the road here. Uh, any final thoughts from you? I need. We didn't get your finals prediction. Oh, okay. You, you were a little flustered by the by the audio difficulty. Yeah, if you're hearing this on the podcast version through the the magic of editing, you may not have quite heard just the amount of audio glitching that was going on during the live show. But there was a lot. Let's just say a lot was a lot has happened. It's been a journey just to get to this point. My finals prediction before the finals, if I'm remembering correctly, I remember nothing. But it was Warriors in six. So. I'm going to stick with it. 
Warriors okay. in six. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't give a number. I just said I've got the Warriors. Yeah. Do you want to put like a number on that? I'll go seven. Okay. All right. So seven out there, and I had one other, one other thing. Oh, I think we need to mention DeAndre Ayton real quickly. That quickly. DeAndre Ayton yeah. is not likely to be back with the Phoenix Suns. I'm personally hoping that he becomes a Dallas Maverick because he would be a perfect person to run with my guy, Luca. Yeah, that's from John Hollinger of The Athletic. More likely than not that Aiden has played his last game for the Suns. So that one, it, it, this doesn't come out of nowhere, but it kind of feels a little bit like that momentum continues to build. You know, after the whole late benching of DeAndre Aiden as the Suns season ended, uh, seems seems we're headed in that direction. So it's actually pretty wild to think that that, it could be coming to that because it wasn't that long ago that it looked like a sure thing Phoenix was going to keep this guy. Well, didn't they take him number one overall? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even more as recently as like you know, like late this season, it was like, <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to keep DeAndre Aiden, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, he's gone, he's gone. What? I mean, this really, this really escalated quickly, is what I'm saying. You know me, Matt. Like I usually, if when there's inklings in the in the water, I'm like, oh, he's gone. He, like this is <laughs> he's done. And I I don't know that I came out and said that anywhere, but I, I was like I I'm not I'm not really surprised because usually if there's chatter like that there there's there's something to it. So mm-hmm. I maybe it's a irreparable damage relationship. So wow, welcome to Good Dallas, job. welcome to Dallas, DeAndre. We're really excited to have you. I think that's I might be tampering technically, Steve, but uh, we'll have to look into it. All right, well that's gonna do it, Steve. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We're back on Wednesday and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching live with us and for staying with us through those uh, audio glitches if you were here for those. Steve, thank you, sir. Good to see you, and I will talk to you soon. All right. We'll see you. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.